The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome back to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, and normally... Sitting just across from me is my friend Mike Fiella, but Mike is celebrating his wedding anniversary this week, and he's in upstate New York while I am down here in Fort Myers, Florida, with about 1,100 other people serving families in need in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian during eight days of Hope 19. Now, we wouldn't do this solo, or I wouldn't do this solo. You had to find somebody to step in. I thought, wait a minute. Who has done radio before that's kind of here this week? Well, lo and behold, he was right in front of us. John Riley from American <laughs> Family Radio. He's in the house, John. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much you, for Steve. stopping and filling in for Mike. There is no way I can take the place of Mike. You two do an <laughs> awesome job on Hope Reigns, and uh, it's just good to be here. And just go figure. He's celebrating his anniversary uh, there instead of being here. I guess can't figure that one out. No, I'm glad he's doing that. Family first, ministry second, Amen. right? Uh, pastors out there. Uh, take heed to that. I know sometimes I have to remind myself as well. Well, John, this has been an amazing week. You know, this is our 19th rebuilding trip. Hurricane Ian, the third costliest hurricane ever. John, 149 people passed away. Wow. And you know, and when volunteers serve in an area where people passed away during the disaster, it takes a different tone and a different vibe. But this week, John, this week, you and I have heard the families come back at dinner and share yeah. their stories. Every single night, volunteers are in tears because these families, they were so broken, and now they feel like they're seeing hope. They're seeing their homes rebuilt. They're seeing their neighborhood come back together. John, it's been an amazing eight days. It has, Steve. And you said this over and over during this week that... We've had so many families come in to the dinner time when you during dinner time, you interview the families and we've had an abundance of families, even more than a lot of other disasters and ministries that we've had across the country. It really has been amazing. So we're serving this week, or we've served this week in Harlem Heights. Harlem Heights is an area, 314 homes. And John, these homes were built decades ago for the migrant workers. These are very simple homes, very well maintained but happened to be in the wrong neighborhood after Hurricane Ian. But boy, the Saints, they've been doing some amazing work this week, John. They have, Steve. And I was actually helping out a couple of days. And I was, first of all, on a roofing project. I did not get up on the roof, so <laughs> I, I'm a little too old for that. But I was picking up shingles, and it was a 90-year-old widow oh. that they were helping out. And this team was awesome. There was a team from Texas that was there, and they were blessing those families. And then Earlier in the week, I was also with Evelyn, who uh, is in the Harlem Heights area, of course. Four feet of water in her home. Steve, the surge that came in, she's had brain cancer. She's had uh, some other cancers. Mm -hmm. Her daughter's living with her. So a lot going on, but a lot of ministry. You had people show up, do sheetrock for her, and some a lot of other things going on in that home. It's awesome. Now, it's been a hot week, John. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, for our northern friends, we had uh, volunteers from 33 states in Canada came down to Fort Myers, and they've been serving this week. It's been a hot week, and and the volunteers, they've enjoyed their water, their Gatorade, their ice cream, more ice cream, and oh, by the way, (laughs) let's have one more ice cream. Uh, but, But, John, a lot of work was accomplished. More importantly, families were touched. 
Boy, you talking about uh, families being touched. We were at one place where they were doing the sheetrocking and the, and the mud work, and the guy was on the phone saying, they're here doing my walls. Oh. They're here doing my walls. And he was so excited on the phone talking to somebody. That, that's what's going on. People are loving, serving, praying with these honors, and just shining out Jesus. You know, John, eight days of hope started 2005 after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, We now have helped, John, over 9,000 families rebuild their homes, about $71 million of work, Uh, maybe even $72 million by the end of this week. I think the final numbers will be about $2 million, $2.5 million of work was done this week. But also this week, John, we had a chance to celebrate our 50,000th volunteer. Wow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So it's so much fun. And you know what's really unique about this missions trip? And we tell people, if you never heard about Eight Days of Hope, the number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. We try to bring a new beginning to a family who's brokenhearted, a family who's lost their home or part of their home or had destruction due to a disaster. And if you're interested in joining us, it's really simple. You just go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Sign up for our email alerts. We'll invite you wherever we go. When you come with us, it's free. We put you up. We put you in a safe place to sleep, hot showers. We feed you really good sometimes. I don't know about you, John, but my pants, I'm thankful for expandable pants. (laughs) John, and here's what happens, John. I went to Harlem Heights yesterday. I stopped at three families. One, someone gave me chicken quesadilla. The next day, the next, you know, I ate some Italian, and then I had a, a fudge brownie, and then someone had homemade ice cream, and, and it was like eleven in the morning. It was wow. like, I mean, it was ridiculous. It, but I'll tell you, these families—they're so precious, John. They really are. And you talk about meals. Of course, the volunteers come back here to the where we're at at Summit Church. Where, where we were, and you have great food here. I was able to get a couple of, uh, you know, things of ice cream because my wife didn't want her. So I just said, okay, go ahead. And I took her extra brownie too, so there you go. Uh, now, Lenny, your wife, she serves. She's actually, right. she works in the food kitchen. That's right, she does, and she had a great week serving, and she was in charge of the dessert area. That was her specialty. Oh, my gosh. That's why I saw her so much. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I keep running into Lenny. It's, yep. it's at the brownie table. <laughs> a, hey, again, 8daysofhope.com for more information. Uh, John, uh, we don't have the final numbers yet, but today is day number eight. And as volunteers get ready to leave today to start heading back home, I guarantee you they're exhausted, John, but their hearts are full. Yes, they are, because these volunteers that have dropped everything to come and love and serve on these homeowners, um, because we all know we have stuff going on in our families, but they kind of set that aside for a moment. And they've come and said, you know what, we're going to come and love on these homeowners mm-hmm. and do it all in the name of Jesus. And the joy that you get from that, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. And here we are today, John. There's, there's, there's probably about 700 people still here. And, and I look around and I see like four people. They're all out serving. That's right. They're all serving. And, and what's really unique is, check this out, John. We've never done this before. I always love seeing how AD's Hope continues to modify and learn and change. It's, so, it's been so hot down here, John. The roofing crews have gone out like at 536 in the morning. Wow. So while you're still in bed sleeping, John, they're on a roof roofing. <laughs> yep. I like my sleep, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it's been amazing. Again, we'll share more numbers here in the next week or two. If, if you want to make a donation, we really could use your help. We're just about to the finish line. Uh, we have always, John, every single trip we've ever been on, 
uh, the $72 million of work. We've paid every bill within seven days. Our partners cover our fixed cost. They're all listed on our website. But make a donation today. Go to 8daysofhope.com, make a donation, and here's our promise to you. The dollars you give today online will pay our bills for the families we serve this week. For the volunteers, John, our feeding bill, we're expecting to be about eighty dollars to $90,000. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of food. It is a lot of food. And, you know, I, being on with American Family Radio as I am, I've seen the integrity of this ministry, mm-hmm. and I want to encourage you. you. You can sow confidently into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, we've partnered with you since the very beginning, yes, Steve. You have. And I will tell you that pray about it and get involved. Pray, donate, but especially right now, if, if God leads you to yes, share please. a financial gift, go ahead and do that. It's an awesome, awesome ministry. Oh, thank you. It really eight, is. Eightdaysofhope.com. You can uh, use a cash app, Venmo or PayPal. Another option is uh, people my age and older, we still write checks, and you can write a check <laughs> to P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, 38803. And that address is on our Facebook page and our website. You still write checks, John? Nope. <laughs> and, and you know <laughs> How about what? that? That was easy. Yeah. And I probably write one or two a month. I, I pretty much do banking online. Yeah. It's interesting, John, you know, leading a nonprofit, which is a ministry, you know, a nonprofit. Yep. When you look at your age groups of how people donate, so so check this out. Pretty much between the ages of 14 and 30 to 35, cash apps. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, 35 to 55, they have learned to trust online. Mm-hmm. A lot of our monthly partners, you can do that online at 80shope.com. And then around 60-ish and older, they still send those checks. And guess what, John? We cash them. We do. <laughs> we good. do. So you can do it multiple ways. That's and good. again, if you feel like sewing into the ministry to come alongside yes. these families of Fort Myers, yes. please do it today. Ben Fuller was here this week. Oh, my goodness. I love Ben Fuller. Uh, He seems like he just stormed on the music scene. Who am I? Just all the songs that he's done. But the cross. Yeah. Yeah, But the cross. So he he put on a concert. Uh, It was Tuesday night. And then Wednesday morning, he did worship. And how about the worship team of Will and Eli Edwards? Morning and night. Oh, my goodness. Will now lives in Nashville. But he's originally from Tupelo, where you live and where I live for 20 years great heart, but what a great way to start the day every day. Will and uh, his brother did an awesome job leading people into the presence of God. And you need that at the beginning of the morning because that's what happens after, uh, you know, people get up and have their breakfast. There's, there's a worship. And then, and then the evening, it is awesome. They do an amazing job. It's been a lot of fun. Again, thank you for joining the Hope Reigns, joining into Hope Reigns. I'm Steve Tiber, normally Mike Fiella. Uh, Mike, if you're listening, I hope you and Doris are enjoying your 35th wedding anniversary this week. That's why he's not here. But John Raleigh's filling in for him. Now, John, I'm sorry there's no check coming, but I do appreciate you joining (laughs) us, buddy. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but when we come back, we are really excited. You know, when you do something like this, you've got to have amazing partners. Mm. I've said this for the last three years, wherever I go, John, we're better together. AFR partners with a ministry, the two of them are better together. Well, today we're going to be talking to uh, a dear friend, Ethan Wendell. Ethan is the co-founder of Crisis Relief and Recovery. We call it CRR. And they've been here pretty much since day one. And because of their efforts, Eight Days of Hope was able to come in, join very quickly, and even when we leave later today, they're still going to be here. So when we come back from a break, you're going to get a chance to meet Ethan, hear a little bit about his story and what God is doing through CRR. Thanks for joining us today. I want to thank some of our national partners like Provia. 
Provia makes building materials, and their windows this week were installed in over 20 homes right here in Fort Myers, Florida. Thank you to Provia. They're based out of Ohio. Go to Provia.com. I also want to give a shout-out to Our Savior's Church in Lafayette, Louisiana, Pastor Jacob and the team there at the multi-site campuses, and also to uh, our friends up in upstate New York, the chapel. Thank you, Jerry Gillis and the team. Actually, we're staying at one of their partner churches, the Summit, uh, down here in Fort Myers. Myers. More about that in a little bit. When we come back, we'll talk to Ethan Wendell of CRR. Thanks for joining us. You listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. Did you know that in the United States, there's 27 states without a long-term recovery facility for survivors of human trafficking? Hundreds of thousands of women and children are trafficked every day. And right now at this moment, there's less shelters for them than there are for animals. We can't ignore this any longer. You know, since 2019, Eight Days of Hope has partnered with 12 faith-based organizations to provide a safe place where they can get the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. By coming alongside these organizations, we're able to use the skills needed to not only build safe places, but to provide an area where God can heal hearts, minds, and ultimately souls. If you're a professional builder, carpenter, framer, roofer, or an electrician looking to make a kingdom impact by using your skill set, please consider partnering with 8 Days of Hope. You must be 18 years old to volunteer and pass a background check. But for more information, you can email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Stand in front of the mirror But I don't like who's looking back at me Wish I could see things clearer Oh, like who I'm supposed to be And every trial lift me higher Through the fire, hold me tighter Remind me again that I was made for more Ben Fuller singing Who I Am, and he did that twice this past week in Fort Myers, Florida. So thankful for Ben. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, and what we try to do every single week across the country and into Canada is share God-sized stories from the mission field. My name is Steve Tiber. I'm one of the 211 leaders of a ministry called Eight Days of Hope. Hanging out with John Riley, our guest co-host this week. John, the number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. Mm. New beginnings were happening every single 
single day these last eight days. So many families impacted by people who came to love and serve them and help them get back into their homes. It was an amazing, amazing week. It's not quite over yet, but it's amazing. Yes, yes, still going on. I want to thank, so excited for this next guest. You know, sometimes when you do what we do, you meet new people and meet new organizations, and, 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 you, and you, you figure it out really quickly. If we work together, we can do more for the kingdom. And when I had a chance to meet Ethan Wendell pretty much right after Hurricane, I was so impressed with him. So let me go ahead and welcome Ethan Wendell. He is the co-founder of Crisis Relief Recovery. We're going to say CRR. Um, he, he, along with David Hearn, back in 2020. Ethan, welcome to Hope Reigns. Thanks, Steve. It's great to be here. So I remember the first day I met you. Yeah. It, it was right after the hurricane. Right, right here in Summit, uh, at Summit Church we were here. Summit Church. Yeah. And I remember someone introduced and they said, well, you know, the crisis relief recovery, they're going to be here and they're going to, this is a marathon and, and they're here for a long time. And here we come walking and saying, well, we're going to come for eight days. And I'm thinking, I wonder what he thought. Like, well, I'm going to be here for months. But I'll tell you what, the minute I met you, seriously, you know how you meet people and you know right away where their heart's at. Hmm. And to me, that is probably like one of the most important things when we partner with people. Mm-hmm. So Ethan, why don't you tell, first of all, thank you for having that heart, but tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, mm-hmm. you, you and your family, and how Crisis Relief Recovery started. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I live with my family in State College, Pennsylvania. I have five children. Um, was in the business world like yourself um, for many, many years, um, uh, running a manufacturing company called Diamondback Truck Covers. That's kind of my background, um, but really passionate about leadership um but mostly when when the lord stirs us you know to use our gifts and to be the hands and feet it usually comes in sort of the package that we are right he's given us gifts and unique talents and abilities and um i've really been impressed over my life with how leadership and organization really impacts a, a mission obviously you know this i mean when i first met you and you described 8 days of hope i was already in my mind trying to think through the logistics through the 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 management through the through how are you going to structure this how your leader team's going to be set up because uh, pulling off something of this magnitude in eight days is is, is really incredible. And um, leadership is really at the heart of what CRR is about and kind of why we started. I know you, you guys got started in Katrina. Right. And in, in many ways, CRR got started in Katrina, mm-hmm. um, but it was it, it took many, many years uh, to work through. So, um, you know, we sat I sat up in Pennsylvania watching the chaos that was Hurricane Katrina and just really being frustrated by the lack of leadership and organization at that event. Um, you know, all of my friends up in Pennsylvania, we would have we said, look, we got boats, <laughs> we got we got work, we could go down and help. But we really had no idea, like, how do we plug into this and, and, and who is organizing this? And it just didn't it seemed like chaos. And um, so we kind of birthed this idea uh, at that time, me and some other people of someday um, we want to work in disaster leadership. We want to make clear what needs to be done. We want to help uh, land partners who want to serve and, and want to do this. Um, now that dream kind of sat for many, many years uh, in, in the back of our minds as we kind of worked out how it would work. Um, and then when I left my company, um, I, I was participating. I, I lived over in Spain for three years and I was the leader of a, a leadership academy over there. We were training young leaders and uh, life was very busy. Uh, life was very full. Um, this dream kind of sat on the shelf. And then when COVID hit, kind of destroyed our mm-hmm. international missions. We had, we had people all over the world. Jeez, we had to, we had to repatriate 550 people in a week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was quite chaotic. Right. Um, and then a lot of those operations uh, changed and pivoted. So uh, myself and David Hearn, um, who is uh, ex-Special Forces and 
um, worked uh, in Afghanistan, and he had this dream as well. We said, okay, this is the time to do it. So um, we, we started CRR uh, at that time, and really with the focus of bringing trained, we, we train people through pretty intensive training to join as sort of, it's sort of based on almost a special forces uh, team dynamics where mm. you bring a team down, everybody has their individual roles, and if you can organize the chaos, and if you can make that chaos <laughs> oh, yeah. clear to the people who want to help, even sure. governmental leaders sure. or partners or whatever, you can get incredible uh, things done in a short amount of time. Obviously, as you guys prove every eight days, you, you do these trips. Talking to Ethan Wendell, he is the co-founder of Crisis Relief Recovery, CRR. Their website is crisisreliefandrecovery.org. So it's a long one, crisisreliefandrecovery.org. Um, John, were you here last a uh, couple nights ago? We had a chance to uh, honor Olivia Wimmer, mm. who now is Olivia White. Wow. Uh, for months, she worked with Chandler and our leadership team as we got ready to be here this past eight weeks, eight days. Um, and she uh, she had the nerve to get married on day number one of eight <laughs> days of up 19, and we couldn't find her, and yet she's really been the point person. But Ethan... What an amazing individual! Mm, now, does yeah. she she raises some of her own support, doesn't she? Yeah, wow. most almost all of our organization is volunteer based or some support raised. So she's been a volunteer with us for many years. Uh, when we deploy down in October, she was part of a volunteer team. Uh, many of our our uh, our teammates are all professionals, and they work jobs, and then they come down for sure. these short amount of times. Um, and then, but then she really. Uh, fell in love with this community of Harlem mm-hmm. Heights. Um, she really was impacted by the work. Every time she would come down, she'd come down, she'd say, okay, I have three days. I, I, I can get off work Friday. I'll come down Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. And then she'd get to Sunday and she'd, she'd call her boss and wow. say, I got to stay another, I got to stay another couple weeks. I got to stay another couple days. And so eventually that just led to her um, needing to kind of come on full time um, nice. because of the work pr- pr- primarily to prepare for these eight days. Um, well, well, you better take care of her because we, we would love to have her on our team in a heartbeat, John. She <laughs> She's amazing. Oh boy. She is. Watch out. But, but were you here that night, though, when she came, John? She, we, we honored all the families. We met all the families. We interviewed all the families. And when we recognized Olivia and her husband, George, because they did finally come here before they went, how dare they not go right to their honeymoon? They came here first before they went to their honeymoon. <laughs> but did you see what she did on stage? Uh, she actually called out the first names of every family that was here that night. Oh and we were goodness. talking about three oh families. There were nine. She knew them all, John. Wow. Because ministry sometimes... We, we complicate it, but it's really about relationships. Amen. Oh, it is about relationships. And that's what's happening every single day and has happened every single day here with, the, with this opportunity here in Fort Myers, Florida. Relationships ongoing and with these volunteers that have come with these homeowners. It's amazing. So, Ethan, you, um, you guys decided to deploy to Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. You were here for forever before we got here. Mm-hmm. You're here with us now. We're going home. Yeah. And yet you guys are still going to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, we really see the crisis relief and recovery. It's a long effort, obviously. You've got your immediate relief, which is that first three to four weeks after the event. Um, but then that doesn't that, that can maybe get people to a place of stability. Sure. Um, but um, for many of the, the residents of Harlem Heights, as you've seen, this is, the, these aren't second homes for them. These aren't, they have no other place to go. So ever since day one of the, the storm, they've lived in these homes all the way through. Their kids have continued to need to go to school. So when we muck and gut 
a home and leave them with a bunch of stud walls and no floors and no no bathrooms and, and no whatever, um, they still have to live in that. And so we've been we've been working through strongly with our partners at Adventures and Missions who came down and um, helped stand up the base that was down here. Um, and then we continued. Our organization is really about partnerships. It's one of the, the the joys we've had of working with Eight Days of Hope is that we're a very small organization. We we kind of again act as kind of a small leader team, but without partners, we can't really do very much. Um, and so we rely on partners to come down like yourselves, like Adventures and Missions. And so we'll continue to be here. I was in a home last night. I had an amazing uh, dinner with a homeowner, uh, Mary Beth and Junior. And uh, we were with them from the first day. We, we had teams go out and, and, and first help gut their homes. And, and now last night they were serving us dinner in a oh, completed home that we helped finish about uh, three weeks ago. And so when you get to see that entire process, and one sure. of the things I really love about what Eight Days of Hope does is when, when people volunteer with Eight Days of Hope, um, you guys do a really great job of bringing the homeowners in and helping people attach to that story. Because for us, we get to see the entire arc. So yes. we get to hear, you know, we were in a guy named John. Johnny's house uh, yesterday, we were hanging drywall. And um, I mean, this house has sat in a studded out condition for five months, and now he's getting walls. And the, it's just hard to, when you're a volunteer and you're just hanging a couple sheets of drywall, it's hard to understand the impact that just having a wall so that you have a separation between your bedroom and your living room, you know, that just brings such a sense of peace, such a sense of hope, of, of recovery that, okay, there is a way out of this. Um, and it's dynamic. But when you just hang that one sheet of drywall, it's hard to be connected to the story so we really try you know and and when you guys leave we were i was just talking to todd you know we're going to get a debrief of uh, where the homes are and and uh, and us and as well as adventures and missions and many other partners are going to keep at it and we're going to keep uh, going until this co- this uh, this community is better than it was before you know john um you've been in radio a long time and these days with smartphones the news cycle in, in, in instant communication the yep. news cycle is much smaller that's true People are listening right now. They're in Kansas. They're in Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. They're in upstate New York, North Carolina. And they're like, wait, Hurricane Ian, that mm-hmm. was a couple years ago. Yeah. And everything must be okay down there. Mm-hmm. First of all, it was eight months ago. Mm-hmm. John, this week we did worship on the beach one morning. We decided to worship on the beach, and we got to go to Fort Myers Beach. John, it looked like a bomb dropped. Yes. And people don't realize, this is America. This isn't a third world country that, you know, they don't have the means. There's no quick fix here. This is a marathon, and organizations, John, like CRR, they're really making a difference. They are making a huge difference. And, Wendell, I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, you being in some of these homes. Is there any story that comes to the top? of your mind right now? I mean, you've probably got dozens of stories of of homeowners that you've encountered. Anything that kind of comes to the top here? Yeah, for sure. Um, This community down here was really incredible in many ways. And when we get into a community, and just like Eight Days of Hope, we're we're not going to communities uh, where they've got insurance and where they're going to be taken care of. These are working class people. These are people, many of the the residents of this community, they all had their jobs on Fort Myers Beach Mm -hmm. and the restaurants and the resorts. So in one day, they not only lost their job, they lost their home, they lost their possessions. And so when we rolled into the community just a couple days after the event, 
um, we, we started to encounter the stories. Uh, w- one of the most amazing things, I think, about this community, there's, as, as you mentioned before, there's a lot of elderly. This, this community is three generations, multiple generations that have lived in these homes from all the way back when they were farming the fields here before uh, the, the, the building boom took place. 88-year-old people with uh, dementia that were rescued by their nephews on a kayak. Uh, one of the first homes we went to was the home of a guy named Pablo. I went to Pablo's house yesterday. Pablo was painting the exterior of his house with the Eight Days of Hope team. That's basically <laughs> the last project he needed because when we rolled into this community, he was already cutting out his drywall on his own. He was not looking for a handout. He was just looking for some support. Um, but his story was, you know, when a, when a storm surge comes in, I'm from Pennsylvania. And so many people that are not from coastal regions, right. you hear these ideas of storm surge or whatever. I didn't really realize that a storm surge is almost like a tidal wave in how fast it comes. And so, you know, this community is five, four to five miles from the Gulf. Uh, they've never had a flood. You know, sometimes, again, I think sometimes in the cynical view, you think, well, why do these people live there? Why don't <laughs> right, these people right, right. have flood insurance? Yeah, sure. Or why don't these people have this? This community was built in the 1930s, 1940s. They've never had a flood. They're multi-generations in. And so for them to carry flood insurance was something that none of them ever that even doesn't, considered. doesn't make any sense. Right. So so he's look, Pablo's looking out the, 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 the and then structurally, as far as wind damage, this community did not have. I mean, it had tree damage. But they're watching the storm, and then one minute, everything's fine. The next minute, there's two feet of water at the door. The next minute, it's four feet of water at the door. So they couldn't open their door uh, to get out in the storm. So he, Pablo, he's two kids. He took his wife and his two kids. They climbed out the window. They swam in the middle of the storm through the storm surge, climbed a fence, and there happened to be a soccer field that has just been built in the last couple of years that was about five feet high. So it was about a foot above where the water was. So he and his family spent the entire night in the pavilion, under a pavilion, exposed to the elements all night long, just praying that the water didn't come up one more foot, Mm -hmm. and thank God it didn't. But nobody in this community lost their life. Not one person lost their life because neighbor saved neighbor, and and they've they've been continuing to do that to this day. Talking to Ethan Wendell, he's the co-founder of CRR, Crisis Relief and Recovery. We're down here in Fort Myers, Florida, as we wrap up Eight Days of Hope 19. It's our 19th rebuilding trip. And uh, this week, uh, about 120 different families had volunteers, strangers show up and help them rebuild their house for free, all in the name of Jesus. John, they're not strangers anymore, are they? No, sir. Made a lot of friends, prayed with a lot of homeowners, and uh, just so many great things were done to help these families get back into their homes. 8daysofhope.com is the website for the ministry. Come join us on our next trip. We never know where we're going to go, but if you sign up for our email alerts, just submit your email address. We will not blow up your email, I promise you. I'm, we're very sensitive about that. We're not going to email you every three weeks asking for money or you know, just sharing videos with you. Whenever the door opens up, God just says, hey, we need you here, Eight Days of Hope. We say yes, and you'll be invited to go with us. Uh, On this event, it's family-friendly. We have many families here this week serving. We have skilled volunteers and less skilled volunteers, guys like John and I. We want to help, but they don't give us any—well, they don't give me any tools. Do do you operate any tools? Uh, Well, a screwdriver. Is that a tool? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's not a power tool, but anyways. uh, Go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Sign up for your email alerts. Today, if you are interested in helping out financially, you can make a donation online at 8daysofhope.com. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's next here for Fort Myers. As 8 Days Hope pulls out later today, what is the plan to continue the process of helping these families rebuild their homes 
to see hope to those who sometimes are feeling hopeless. We'll be back in just a minute. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the last 17 years, almost 50,000 volunteers from across the United States have come together to help repair the homes of over 8,300 families affected by hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, and more. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring hope and healing to survivors of human trafficking. Since 2019, our team has been able to provide multiple safe places for women and children to rest their heads at night. We are very excited about our newest arm, Mass Feeding. After a natural disaster strikes an area, our Mass Feeding ministry will be able to provide warm, fresh meals to those who have faced loss and are in need. Our goal is to provide up to 8,000 meals through a local church to provide nourishment to a community. If you are interested in volunteering with us, everything is free. We provide food and lodging. All you have to do is say yes and come and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A dot com. I heard Shane told you a story That you can't escape your past That the innocence you lost There's no way to get it back I heard fear sold you some fiction You bought everything he had Made you too afraid to live And kept your heart under attack They say you're too guilty for his grace You're too far gone and now you're too late But the cross says they Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a hot day down here in Fort Myers, Florida, where Eight Days of Hope 19 is wrapping up. 1,100 volunteers. We'll have the final numbers next week. But about 1,100 people served hundreds of families, just loving them and serving them. And yes, they painted their house, installed windows, put in new flooring, put on a new roof. The gospel was seen this week here in Florida. Steve Tiber hanging out with you. Usually Mr. Mike Fiala. Mike, man, if you're listening, I hope you're doing that with your wife because Mike Fiala, co-host of Hope Reigns every week, is celebrating his 35th wedding anniversary with his very precious bride, Doris. Hopefully they're out somewhere hanging out. But today, filling in for him is John Riley from American Family. Well, boy, I tell you what, if you're going to fill in for a big dog, you've got to bring in a big dog. Man, both you guys. I'm just honored right. you guys lost. Let me right. John Riley's in the house from AFR, John. That's so funny. Th- I could never so take the place of Mike. Mike no, does an awesome job. No. Yes. So John has a... Um, 
for some of the, maybe you don't know this, Ethan, but John and JJ um, are on the morning, every morning on American Family Radio, and John has been a longtime volunteer with Eight Days of Hope, him mm. and his wife and his family and his kids, and it's amazing. Today we're hanging out with Ethan Wendell. Ethan is the co-founder of Crisis Relief and Recovery, CRR. They were here right after the storm. Actually, Seth, or uh, excuse me, Ethan and I and Seth from AIM, we all met very quickly. God connected the dots. Ethan, you must have some stories of just watching mm. God move, either through provision or opening a door. Um, but share with the listeners something you've seen over the last seven, eight months. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the most amazing things about any, any sort of disaster response, and, and it's really why I encourage so many of the listeners to get involved with a trip, you know, sign up for an eight days trip and come to a place where you can see God work in real time. So much of our life is prescript, it's, it's scripted, we, we're comfortable, we don't usually see in America the type of devastation that we see on some of these trips. And so we're not usually put in a position where we really are desperate for God to show up. And, and really it's that desperation combined with the needs of, of his people that he wants to see. We were really impacted when we rolled into Harlem Heights from the beginning. We felt the Lord say, this is, this is where I want to work. And if you met Pastor Terry Mobley at the, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, you know, he said it best in the beginning. He said, look, God's going to restore this place. The, the question is, are we going to partner with him? Are we going to join him in what he's already doing? And that's really been something we've, we've carried with us and we've seen, you know, from day one, the first day we were down here, no phones, no, you know, right. no power. We needed internet. So we said, Lord, because we're trying to do damage assessments, we're trying to upload them on a sketchy, uh, uh, you know, paper, and we got to get them out to, <laughs> right. to the world. And we said, God, we need internet. We just went back to our work and started doing our stuff. Two hours later, guy knocks on our door, says, hey, here's your internet password. He's from Starlink. We, we asked everyone wow. in the entire building, did anybody call Starlink? Does anybody know where this thing come from? How did he find our, our office in this building? Just set us up a Starlink. This went on and on and on throughout the time where if we needed something, we asked for it. It all, it all got down to a couple weeks in. As you know, in the muck and gut process, we have to tear people's kitchens out. We have to take out their appliances. And they have nothing to cook with and nothing to eat on. And they're, they're living in these homes. So we said, you know what we need now? We need folding tables and we need plug-in skills. And this is something you don't, you see a lot of things show up after a disaster, water, baby diapers, you know, food, sure, sure. but we never seen these. So we said, maybe we just need to go buy some of these. We'll, we'll take a trip out to Walmart. But we said, let's ask the Lord. We'll give it 24 hours. Eight hours later, a trailer that had been loaded in Wisconsin six days ago shows up at the door of Harlem Heights unannounced, says, oh, hey, I've got a trailer full of supplies. I don't know if you want them. It's kind of weird stuff. We got a bunch of folding tables and then we have tubs <laughs> after tubs of plug-in skillets. The dinner that I had last night at the homeowner's house, she used one of these plug-in Praise skillets to, to feed us dinner last night. It's just mind-blowing, you know, and, and again, you're, I mean, we're on a national radio. People are hearing from all over the place. This isn't necessarily their backyard, but these people in Wisconsin decided they wanted to donate. They I wanted to give something of what they had, and they had probably no idea when they packed that trailer what that was going to do in what God was doing down here. So mm-hmm. it's just so important to respond whether you're uh, you know able to deploy or whether you're able to give to respond to what the Lord says so that you can actually meet the needs of the people in the community. I'll tell you what I'm thinking right now is somebody who's listening and maybe they haven't been on one of these uh, opportunities, these trips, but they're going through a struggle. They're going through a hard time. God is a God of provision. He's a God of miracles. And you're listening today. God can sweep in and do what Mm -hmm. needs to be done. Just like he did with the story that you're sharing. It's amazing how, what God does. Wow. You know, know, the other day, a couple nights ago, Ethan, you know, one of the things I get to do, and it's really a privilege. It's the, it's the highlight of the eight days for me 
was to walk around and interview these families. Mm-hmm. And when I heard of one family that the water was rising so fast that somebody came and they rescued her and her family in two boats. Okay. And, I know and, the people that did that. And, and, and just and found a way yeah. and, and their hope. She was just crying out to God, save me and my family. Mm-hmm. Save me and my family, and then to go back and see the damage to her home. And you know, I met a gentleman this week. Our, our crews were putting a brand new roof on. They were painting. They were putting windows. He walked in. He was so excited to show me his house. And I don't. And I don't mean this wrong way. I didn't want to make him feel bad, but I walked in his house. It was completed gutted. Mm-hmm. And he showed me his bedroom. He was sleeping wow. on a cot mm-hmm. with a simple blanket and pillow, and he was so excited. Because now he had a window they can open and close down here in the Florida heat. Mm-hmm. And you could see through the entire house, through the studs. And the, and the workers were working so hard. But you would thought he had won the lottery. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was so excited that he had a window yeah. they can open and close. And I don't know about you guys, probably me, not you guys. But sometimes little things happen in life and we get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like our power goes out for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know. The blow dryer is not working. The, the, the garage door oper- operator, it's not opening and shutting. because no, And we get so down for 20 minutes. These families have, their lives have been turned upside down for eight months. But the joy of the Lord was on them like, oh my gosh, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's been that way, you know, from from day one. Even just the resilience of of, of the thankfulness of everybody that can help, the, the the little things that they've gotten all along the way have yeah. have given them hope. And the Lord has really shown up. I mean, He's near the brokenhearted, and 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 we've seen Him be that way for these people. Um, and it's an incredible opportunity. I mean, we just feel so incredibly blessed when we get to do this work um, to be able to be with people where the Lord is actually working in a day to day. And you mentioned that that boat in, in, in incident, Nelson is a, one of the, the, the people who lives in the community. He lives close to the Harlem Heights Center, which was the highest place right. in the whole community. Right. So when, when the, the storm hit, he took his mother-in-law on his back. He took his six-year-old daughter. They climbed a fence over. Uh, they put a ladder up, climbed a fence, got into the Harlem Heights Center, and his family was safe. But in the Harlem Heights Center, he could hear the cries of the people around the community who were in need and praying these prayers, God save me. So he left the safety of the Harlem Heights Center. He went to his buddy's house. He said, we got to get in this boat. And they went around all night long, and they saved 16 families in that boat by just cruising the streets of of Harlem Heights. So now that makes sense, because I talked to another family actually on site, and they too were talking about getting rescued in the boat. boat. Yes, Yes. and and Nelson grabbed, it was a little, I mean, if you saw this boat, it's like a 13-foot little tiny boat in the middle. I mean, and this is not going on after the storm, this is going on during the storm, so 150 mile an hour winds, and he's out there in a boat on the streets. So we've asked you a couple times to consider sowing into what God has done this week and what he's doing today as we wrap up Eight Days of Hope 19. We're down here in Fort Myers, Florida, helping families in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. I'm going to pivot a little bit, and and I'm going to encourage you not to give to Eight Days of Hope. Mm. I'm going to throw a little curveball at you, okay? So maybe you're a loyal listener and you've sown in the ministry of Eight Days of Hope in the past. Thank you. Mm. Um, We're here using the dollars you've sent. But what if you made a donation instead today to CRR? Go to crisisreliefandrecovery.org, crisisreliefandrecovery.org, or you can Google CRR like I did and found it really quick while we're recording the show, just for transparency. But make a donation to them. 
Send them $50. Send them $100. Send them $1,000. Help them continue to do what God's come to do. They're an amazing mm. organization. They have a heartbeat for the brokenhearted. They're like us. They're imperfect. But we all learn from our challenges and, 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 and our mistakes. And I'll say this, Ethan. You know, I know that God wanted us here. This I'll be transparent. This wasn't an easy trip for us. No. There were a lot of curveballs. <laughs> We just got off what I thought was one of our easiest trips in Lake Charles in December, but I was telling the team, and I love what Chandler says, Chandler Gurley, director of operations, God must want us really there. Mm-hmm. He must yeah. be up to something. Because yes. if we would have known everything in the flesh we knew 90 days ago, we probably would have been here. But if we didn't come here, Ethan, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to work with you and your team. Yeah. And working with Olivia and working through the ups and downs and the curveballs of doing disaster relief. Again, today, listeners, donate crisisreliefandrecovery.org and um, skip us this week. Pour wow. into them. CRR, Crisis wow, Relief you. and Recovery. Mm. Ethan, only a couple of minutes left. Moving forward, what's the plan? And if maybe somebody didn't come down to Fort Myers, sure. Fort Myers, and they want to come in a week or a month or two, is there an opportunity yeah. with you guys? No, that's a great that's a great question. So, um, yes, we will be continuing. We have a base of operations right in the the, the town of Harlem Heights. We have an incredible space where people can stay. Um, our partners at Adventures and Missions, and you go to adventures.org and you can click on a Hurricane Ian trip. Um, they're facilitating the uh, the weekly trips that are going on and have gone on they've already processed i think a, a thousand volunteers or more oh, yes. through that base um, and they're going to continue to to process because w- we can't get everything done right we're not going to sure. we're not going to no. finish all of the homes we're going to get them another step forward and so next week you know we're going to take the, the 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 homes and we're going to get right started you know we finished this week of eight days and and just tomorrow we're going to get started on homes to to go back out there see where we're at and pick it back up with new volunteer teams i think we already have uh, something close to 50 volunteers that are coming this week Um, and so uh, other people can come and join those trips all the way through we'll be here all the way through September possibly we were just talking with the Harlem Heights potentially extend that we really are trying to get this community restored within a year Um, but uh, we're going to stay and uh, make sure that they're that they're set up so go to adventures.org and look for a a, a Hurricane Ian trip you can jump on those trips come down anytime between now and September 23rd and is there a cost to that is there an age limit what what's what are some of the simple things that a volunteer that's thinking about coming down here would ask. Sure. Yeah. So the adventures trips, you're being hosted at a, a facility down in Harlem Heights. There's a, some minimal cost to food uh, for those trips. Um, and uh, But the, all of the information of that is on there. We, we, we really love skilled workers, obviously, as you do, uh, but we can take all skill levels. Sure. You know, there's, there's all kinds of work that can be done at all skill levels. But if you are a contractor, if you're a retired contractor, one of the, one of the things we've actually seen, you know, my father's down here on this, uh, on this trip. He's been down with me he is amazing. Yeah. 70, Hashtag rock star. 73 years old. Oh, yeah. And, and, and when we came down on our immediate relief trip, you know, he, he is not the type of person who's going to say, like, I can go in and hang all this drywall myself. He's just not physically able to do that. But he has a mind because he's used his mind for years. He's been in the business world. He has some skills. And he can lead and he can coordinate. And so if there's younger bodies who don't exactly know what to do, but there's older people who do know what to do, both are incredibly important. When he was down here, you know, he said, uh, he said this to me last night. I'm not sure that I've ever done anything more meaningful with my life than the work oh. that we've been able to do down here in Harlem Heights. And, that's and that's something that people can, can jump into at, at any level. So, mm. 
Wow. It's been a fun eight days, John. I, I know that you're tired. I'm tired. Uh, we're all tired. Um, but God moved this week. Amen. He moved and, mightily. We only got a, a couple minutes left, John. But, you know, this week we saw families serve. And, you know, Ethan, mm-hmm. I know we, you know, we saw some families with four or five kids. I use this line so many times. The greatest sermon I ever heard is the one I saw. Yes. Mm. Wow. And, and. There's something about having our kids and grandkids see yes. God move. And and if you've never been on a missions trip, um, I think it's time that you, you look That's for an right. organization to partner with, regardless if it's CRR or Eight Days of Hope or mm-hmm. another. There's a lot of solid ministries out there. But come join us on a future trip. Sign up for our email alerts. We know that uh, we, we hope and, and we believe we'll have another re, re, a rebuilding trip this fall that you could bring your kids or grandkids, single moms. What a great opportunity for you to bring your son and daughter. We have something for everyone with eight days of hope uh, today, John. I think they made like 2,000 sandwiches. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is a lot of That's peanut lot. butter yes. and turkey and yes, ham. And, and they're not all in the same yeah, sandwich. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I'm a PB&J guy. <laughs> Me too. Oh, my gosh. Is that yeah. still like your go-to? Oh, yeah, yeah. What about you, Ethan? What's yeah. your go-to? Yeah, no, if I'm going to have it, I, I rarely have sandwiches. My wife makes a lot of soups and stuff. But Ooh, okay. uh, if I'm going to have sandwich, I do, I do really like a PB&J. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and they had wheat PB&Js or okay. whatever. I mean, it was so The things right. we talk about on Hope Reigns, <laughs> a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Again, Ethan, thank you so much. You got another minute. Is there anything else you want to tell people about CRR? Yeah. I mean, CRR is a, is a small organization. We intend to stay small, but we are looking for skilled men and women um, who want to join disaster leader teams. We take teams uh, in, in the immediate aftermath, um, and we're looking for people that have um, logistic skills. We've split up our teams by different roles. So we have a comms and IT person who's just involved in trying to make sure that we can get up online and we can get coordinated. We have base ops. We have logistics. We have operations. Um, and so we build those teams by training. So we have a training coming up July 6th through the 9th. That's for an immediate relief team, leader team training. If you go to our website, crisisreliefandrecovery.org, you can see all of our trainings. Um, and then we're also training older people to be part of these recovery bases. You know, okay. the base that's been down here um, has been facilitated by Chris and Sarah Horvath from Adventures. Yes. Ad, uh, uh, CRR is building out more and more people that these would be mostly retired age people who can serve for a month at a time. Some people will serve, like the Horvaths, for a year at a time to oversee a base such that there is organization and coordination through the rebuild process so that we can work with partners like yourself, uh-huh. land you guys into a season. So if anybody is interested in disaster leadership and something that they really want to, to, to dive deep in and get some training on, um, we do that at, at crisisreliefandrecovery.org. You know, we normally record the show in Buffalo, New York, even though it's heard around the country. Thank you to WDCX. I have a lot of friends, I think, in Buffalo that wouldn't mind leaving for a month to, especially in December and January, to come for hang sure. out with you guys to see our For sure, for now, sure. I, I'm a skier, so I, I'd like the snow, but it's a great. I tell you, you have some amazing people. You know, it isn't just, uh, you know, Olivia and Chris and Sarah, who as well, thank you guys if you're listening out there, the Horvaths, but your dad. But I love how God connects all these dots mm-hmm. and he sends his saints. Yeah. You know, we too have people here who are in the banking business and they love to paint. And we have people who own their own restaurants. They're working in, in the cooking trailer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yesterday, John, uh, we had a record. The volunteers did 170 loads of laundry. Woo. 
and we have a laundry trailer, and it worked nonstop. So people are like, well, what would I do on a mission trip? I don't know how to do roofing. Now, we need roofers. Mm-hmm. We need planers. We need plumbers and electricians. Yeah. So if you own your own company out there, you're an electrician, <laughs> join 8 Days of Hope. Yeah. Go to 8dayshope.com. But, John, you've seen so many different skill sets these past eight days. Yes, and, of course, we just saw uh, this morning a sweet family cleaning the restrooms. That's, oh, a, that's a job, yes. doing the facility. Yes. So there's a job for everybody. There is. There is. Again, Thank you so much to our friend Ethan Wendell from uh, CRR Crisis Relief and Recovery. Again, their website is crisisreliefandrecovery.org, O-R-G. Uh, you can Google CRR. Ethan Wendell is the co-founder. Before we uh, leave, brother, we don't, leave our, 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 we don't let our guests go without prayer. Well, we just you. don't. And I know, you know, I help lead a ministry and no matter if it's a small ministry or a larger ministry, the enemy tries to attack and he Mm -hmm. tries to discourage you. And you know, my wife and I, we always talk right before a mission trip. We, we know the enemy is going to try to get us to go back and forth and bicker. Mm -hmm. And if you know that you can kind of protect, but how can we pray for you and your organization? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that is absolutely the case. Um, our organization is small. We're just getting started. You can pray mm-hmm. for wisdom. Um, we sure. really are trying to uh, see, we, we've seen a great need that, that our organization can fill in the space of organizing the, the damage that, that happens and get partners in. Um, but we need a lot of wisdom on how to grow um, and how to uh, continue to add uh, skilled people to the work such in a, in a way that they can make the, the biggest possible impact. So yeah, pray for wisdom for us. Um, <clears throat> we are trying trying to figure out um, our financial plans and stuff so we can sure. always use money for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we really appreciate that. Right. Well, Father, we lift up Ethan to you now and CRR, Lord. We thank you for his heart. We thank you for his team. And Father, I know him well enough that he wouldn't say it's his team, it's your team. But yet, Father, you've asked him and others to help be a part uh, of the process to help families uh, restart their journeys in a home that is functional and it's safe and it's 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 clean and it's operable. And Lord, I just pray a blessing over my friend. I pray for um, uh, your provisions, Lord, uh, through donations. Send the resources. You say too much is given, much is required. Lord, um, I've seen this organization in action, and and they are very good stewards, and they and they truly care. But bless them financially, Lord. Give my friend Ethan wisdom. Uh, to know to move left or right, to move forward or to be still. Mm -hmm. Uh, Father, I just pray that you guide him and guide his team. Protect him as he travels back home and as he gets ready for the next um, adventure. We thank you for Ethan. We thank you for CRR. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, Ethan. Amen. Thank Thank you so much, Steve. Appreciate Uh, it, guys. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. What an awesome conversation there with Wendell. Amazing. (laughs) So, you know, John, you've you've now done a lot of trips with 8 Days Hope, and and there's other Ethans out there. They're amazing leaders. They've got a heart for the brokenhearted. And you see multiple organizations come together. I think of Summit Church. I think of... um, uh, builders care. They help bought a lot of the build the building materials we need. You know, I think about AIM uh, adventures and missions, and of course, CRR Eight Days of Hope is part of that process too. I get really excited, John, when I see ministries working together. Well, I'll tell you something, Steve. I do too, and I will say this: uh, not being, you know, I'm just one of the volunteer leaders with Eight Days of Hope, but this organization, Eight Days of Hope, does an amazing job, Steve, of connecting with the local church connecting with 
people like Wendell and other partners around the organization. You're not just somebody just out there on your own as far as the Eight Days of Hope leadership team. You guys are connecting the body of Christ together. It's not just, it's not all about Eight Days of Hope. It's connecting the body, and I love that. And it shouldn't be about Eight Days of Hope. I tell people, forget my face, forget a voice, forget the logo. I just pray, you know, and that's why that statement I said, the greatest sermon I ever heard is the one I saw. These little kids that have been here this week, these teenagers, oh my gosh, that are working so hard in this heat. I just pray that 10 years from now, 20 years from now, they remember when they saw God move in Fort Myers, Florida. And that's what makes us all worth it. This isn't easy sometimes, John. Um, you know, I was up at 3.30 last night, not because I was stressed, but there's a lot going on. And, and I'm not looking for an attaboy. I'm just saying that the cooks get up every single day at that time. I just got to one up one day one time. But uh, so many people are working so hard um, for the kingdom. For the kingdom. Boy, you're not kidding. And so many people come on these trips here at the end of this week here now where we are and they go back refreshed and renewed. Yes. And so many of them struggled when they came. Yes, you're but, right. But God comes in and just refreshes them and meet and just does amazing things in their life, even though it was, was tough getting here. It, it was. Hey, I want to thank some of our national partners like Destiny Worship Center down in Florida. Thank you, Pastor Steve and your team. You know, we met them after Hurricane Michael. They're an amazing church, uh, with amazing campus leaders. Also, Covenant Church in Dallas. So thankful for them. Of course, American Family Radio. They've been with us since day one. Barnes Crossing Auto Group in Tupelo. Um, New Point Community Church in Ohio. Uh, Hand of Hope, a Joyce Myers Ministries, they have come alongside us the last four years as well. There's others. They're all on our website. They cover our fixed costs. So when you make a donation, 100% is passed through. Thank you again to AFR and WDCX for working together to get this broadcast out. John, as we wrap up and you think of these last eight days, what's the one real quick story that you're going to hold on to? Maybe 60 seconds or less. Something You saw something, you experienced something. Um, it doesn't have to be deep or it can be, but yeah, something you, you're going to hold on to a little bit. You know, I go back to that gentleman sitting on the chair in front of the house when those sheet rockers were coming in and they were putting mud. He was on the walls. He was so excited. He was on that phone. These homeowners are waiting for somebody and they saw that the, the many volunteers come in from all over the country. They saw hope. They saw Jesus. And man, that always touches my heart. Mm -hmm. It really does in a big way. I think the story I'm going to hold on to is, again, the, my most favorite time of the day is when we get to meet the families and they share their hearts. I think her name was Claudia. Um, she just broke down in tears. And, and you know, it, it was, she was, as we say down south, she was a mess, not in a bad way, but she just couldn't believe that strangers she had never met before would leave their homes, leave their jobs, leave the comfort, not not go to the beach on vacation or an amusement park, but came to her house. And she said, Steve, they're not strangers anymore. They are my lifelong friends. I'll never forget them. They gave me hope in my deepest moment. She she was just, she was such a joy to be around. I tell you, I, I went back home. My wife couldn't be there for that part. She was helping out with my granddaughter. And I was sharing the story with Charmaine and I got teary eyes. It was, it was special. It's beautiful, Steve. And you, you know, when the volunteers come back in the evening, we talk to the homeowners. You never give the microphone away, Steve. And I guess thinking about the one thing that I'll remember, yes. there was this beautiful lady 
who just said, well, I'd like to sing a song. Everybody at the table, let her sing a song. And she's singing The Goodness of God, that song. Yes. Oh my, it, everybody was standing up. It was just yes. incredible. And you know me, John, I don't give up the mic. I did no, that very early on in 80s Open. I got it back like 20 minutes later. We're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but hey, thank you so much for listening this week. Again, please go to CRR, go to their website, make a donation, come alongside that amazing ministry, continue to pray for eight days of hope. The volunteers are still out serving, pray for safety, travel mercies. Thank you for listening today. Please join us. Go to 8daysofhope.com, submit your email address. We would love to see you on a future trip with 8 Days of Hope. For John Riley, Ethan Wendell, my name's Steve Tiber. Again, saying hello to Mike Fiello, who's on a little vacay this week. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.